So welcome along again. Uh, today in this episode, this short outline, we're doing the book of Ezekiel. It's a book we're going through at the minute in the Bible in a year. And so this just maybe gives you a little bit of background or helps you understand what Ezekiel is trying to do in some of these bigger books as we go through, especially the prophets. There's so much to cover and it, it, it lasts quite a number of days. And in the chronological sense, you're, you're reading through the whole book. And that can be difficult at times because if we don't have that bigger picture, if we don't have a a sense of what's going on, we can get lost a little bit in the middle of it all. Uh, And I know that it can be difficult getting through some of them. It can be difficult because it just then feels like you're trying to tick off another day to get on to the next part, to get on to the next book, to get on to the stuff that we like, really. And the book of Ezekiel, because it's a little bit weird, because it's one of these major prophets does last a, a good while, a bit like Isaiah, Jeremiah, some of those ones. Um, but there's some interesting things in it. And so today in this outline, and maybe you could listen to this uh, at the start, you can listen to this at the end, you can listen to this during, maybe a few times to help remind yourself as you go through some of those days, to remind yourself again of, of what it's about. Um, so again, I'm using the Interpreter's Bible and the ESV. They're easier to find. Um, as I go through these, the ESV maybe has more succinct little bits to it. It has a, an author and title, a date, a theme and a purpose, uh, key themes, style, influence, etc. The likes of the Interpreter's Bible is a bit more detailed. And so even on this one in Ezekiel, there's quite a lot of pages where it goes into the composition of chapters where it goes into details of the search for the original book, where it goes into um, a lot of detail in the history of interpretation and so the various philosophers and commentators who uh, think different thoughts, who want to know different things on it, who maybe have differing opinions on it. Uh, and that's fine. That's why I'm trying to use both and within the space of a few minutes try and uh, pick little bits out of each of them. But it also shows that there is so much to think about and so much commentary so much research so many bits within the history that uh, really to take one of these books fully would require a lot more but that's that's over to you uh, and that's something that maybe you can do and you can uh, enjoy doing um so for example in ezekiel the interpreter's bible tells us that uh, like the books of the other prophets it has a complex literary history most biblical, modern biblical scholars are agreed, although there is a wide variance of opinion as to the nature of that literally literary history. Some think the book is largely or entirely by one author, while others find it in the activity of many writers. Some think Ezekiel prophesied only in Palestine, others that he prophesied only in Babylonia, and still others that he prophesied in both Palestine and Babylonia. A few doubt that there was any such person of as, as Ezekiel. Uh, one scholar would date it in the reign of Manasseh in the early 7th century BC and another in the period after the time of Nehemiah in the last half of the 5th century. The text dates him in the first half of the 6th. Uh, some think he wrote mostly or entirely poetry, while others credit him with more prose than poetry. Some think he was a priest of the family of Zadok, while others question whether he was a priest. Some think him an Israelite, but others a Judean. So there's a wide variety, and that's the Interpreter's Bible, and that's just a kind of introduction, and it goes into some of those debates and some of those uh, different areas um, a bit more detailed. And maybe you want to do that? Go for it. Uh, whereas the ESV simply tells us that the Ezekiel is the name of the 6th century BC prophet, and the title of the book records his preaching. Uh, his name means God strengthens. 
appropriate for a prophet, called to proclaim a message of uncompromising judgment and later a message of a restoration for God's sake, not Israel's. Ezekiel lived out his prophetic career among the community of exiled Judeans in Babylon. He belonged to the priestly class and was married, but it is doubtful that he had any children. Um, so it tells a, a, a little bit more. Um, it maybe just doesn't go into a lot of those details as to some of the textual disagreements or the ways in which the text uh, or comment, commentators w- would disagree on some of those. Uh, the ESV tells us that the relationship between the Hebrew pof- prophets and the books that bear their names is complex. Uh, for both Isaiah and Jeremiah, there is evidence of individuals or groups who preserved the prophets' words. Such is not the case with Ezekiel. No such disciples are named, and Ezekiel's autobiographical style suggests his close involvement with recording the written traditions that bear his name. Uh, At the same time, the very preservation of this scroll implies the existence of a support group, which may also have provided some editorial input. So it it gives a little bit of a hint into it uh, there and tells us a little bit. Uh, The ESV goes on to tell us that uh, Ezekiel spoke to a community forced from its home, a people who had broken faith with their God. As the spokesman for the God of Israel, Ezekiel spoke oracles that vindicate the reputation of this holy God. This radically God-centred point of view finds its sharpest expression in chapter 36. It is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, and the nations will know that I am the Lord. Thus the primary purpose of Ezekiel's message was to restore God's glory before the people who had spurned it in view of the watching nations. But Israel's own welfare was bound up with its God, so the prophet pleads, Why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the Lord. So turn and live. So that tells us a little bit about um, the theme, about what he's trying to do. Uh, The Interpreter's Bible then goes on to say, Ezekiel may have known of the corruptions uh, in the religious life of Jerusalem and Judah, not only through personal experiences in Palestine before his exile in 597, it dates as, but also through the continuous reports that would have come to this exilic community after that date. From those reports he would have known that the house of Israel was still unfaithful to Yahweh despite the judgment which had been inflicted on it. So much moved Ezekiel saw in the storm cloud and lightning the vision of the throne chariot of Yahweh and ate the scroll upon which were written the words he must preach, words of lamentation, mourning and woe. Ezekiel was the son of Buzi and a priest. If we accept the tradition of his exile in 597, the probability that he belonged to the family of Zadok is increased. The members of the Zadok priesthood would have been among all the princes and all the mighty men of valour exiled by Nebuchadnezzar in 597. That's from 2 Kings 24, 14. Uh, and there's no hazardous conjecture. Uh, Ezekiel may be the author of the legislation in chapter 44 which restricts the priesthood to the Zadokite family. If we go back um, into the ESV... Um, it tells us that uh, Ezekiel prophesied during this time of great confusion. Uh, and again in 597, the Babylonians had exiled Judah's king, uh, Jehoiachin, only 18 years old and only on the throne for, for three months, along with several thousand of its leading citizens. Ezekiel was among their number. He was probably about 25 years old. The political situation was complex. A Judean king was among the exiles, but the Babylonians had appointed a puppet king to the throne in Jerusalem, uh, Jehoiachin's uncle Zedekiah. 
the pattern in the history of the exiled northern kingdom of Israel, now and again for the southern kingdom of Judah, was that prophets emerged in time of crisis to bring God's message to his people. The times of Judah's exile was therefore a period of intense prophetic activity. Jeremiah was an older contemporary of Ezekiel, and like Ezekiel from a priestly family, Ezekiel clearly knows Jeremiah's message and develops some of the older prophets' themes. However, it is not known whether they ever met, and it seems Jeremiah was not aware of Ezekiel, whose ministry did not begin until after Ezekiel had been in exile for five years. Uh, the Interpreter's Bible then goes on to tell us that uh, the likes of Ezekiel's dramatic actions gave colour and force to his message. He drew a, on a pit, brick the picture of a city under siege and he ate the rations of a city in the stage of siege. He shaved himself with a sharp sword and the disposal of his hair symbolised the fates awaiting the people of the city. To dramatise the coming exile he prepared his baggage and went out through his house. Through a hole dug in the wall, he marked out two roads and set up signposts for the king of Babylon was at the crossroads, and his divination would lead him to take the road against Jerusalem. At the death of his wife, Ezekiel did not perform the usual mourning rites, and this was a sign that when Yahweh should profane his sanctuary, the people like the prophet, deprived of the delight of their eyes, would be unable to lament or weep, but would pine away in their iniquities. And so Ezekiel, as you've seen maybe from reading or hearing, was quite dramatic as well as being that prophetic voice in all of it. But like all these other prophets, and the ESV tells us, Ezekiel was called to explain the exile and stressed that it was due to the people's faithlessness toward God and therefore to their failure to live as God's renewed humanity. He also stressed that even this disaster was not the end of Israel's story. God would restore them morally and spiritually and eventually use Israel to bring light to the Gentiles. Ezekiel adds a nuance to this prophetic refrain. Israel's calling was to show forth the holiness of God's name, but they had profaned that name. In restoring them, God would act to vindicate the holiness of his name before all nations, enabling them to know him. And so that's a, a bit of a outline of Ezekiel. It doesn't go again through chapter verses, but it tells us a little bit about who he was, where he came from, what he was seeking to do. And as another of the major prophets of the Old Testament, bringing to the people in his time and in his way through words, through actions, this message that God had proclaimed to him. Hopefully that gives you a bit of a light outline. If you've any questions based off the back of that, you can certainly get in touch with me at jwfraser at presbyterianireland.org. It's always on the little show notes or the episode notes. Um, equally, you can go and search your own commentaries, maybe your own study Bible or other uh, resources that you have. You can Google as well. Be careful with Google because uh, we always like to verify where those things come from. But again, it adds maybe some of those different opinions in, just like the Interpreter's Bible did for us. But it's a very speedy run through an outline of Ezekiel and grace and peace.